One-on-one move on Moutier into his body. Blocked by Moutier. Great defense by Emmanuel. Twice that. Lob ahead to Emmanuel. Fakes the behind the back pass. Wraps it around. Goes to the window and lays it up and in. Somebody's got no shoes, no shirt, and no service. Thursday, come on down to Metro by T-Mobile, located at 87 West, 3300 South, between 3 and 6 p.m., and join the big show. The big show will be broadcasting live. That is Thursday. All right. Jazz have lost back-to-back games. What is the problem? Captain Cody. It's too early in the season for this kind of question, DJ. Come on, bro. <laughs> you know what's funny? We get all the constant stuff about how Cougars think we hate them and Utes think we hate them, but we rarely get anything that we hate the Jazz. True story. When we're critical of all three, of course, when they deserve it, we more so with the Jazz because they're professionals as opposed to college players. Nobody likes to crack. crack but there isn't players. the rivalry baked in that has everybody on edge. So it's really them, not us. Because when they play poorly, we say so. And that, <clears throat> the teams actually reflect what we say. Not so much us because there's not much to be criticizing the Utes about these days, obviously. And the Jazz have lost two in a row. And so, you know, they were all that for a little bit there. And now they've, they've dropped two games. And Minnesota playing without Wiggins, one of their better players, they still lost the game. I think that in the short term, in the immediacy, it's cause for concern. It's not cause for panic, but it's cause for concern. I would say you're right, and I would say that the look on Quinn Snyder's face during the post game last night was concerned. Yeah, you've lost two in a row. I mean, you're not going to go, uh, how many, uh, what's that, uh, what do you play, 41 home games? Yeah. I mean, so you're certainly not going to go 41 and zero at home. I don't and that was their first home loss, which yeah. is why you bring that up. Right. Uh, but the great thing about the NBA is hold on because there's another game coming very, very soon. And uh, uh, plenty of coincidentally them. happens yeah. to be against the same team. Uh, so we'll see if they can rebound. Or are there, are there issues there that are inherent to long, long-term issues? I mean, I think that's what you're trying to discover and trying to f- discuss if that's true. 855-340-ZONE. You can tweet at us at David DJ James. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. And as always, as Jill did earlier in the show, use the app, use the open mic, send us your audio take, and Yach will play it. Yach, you want to go to the phones? Paul, good morning. Good morning. Uh, comment. Thanks so much for uh, Sataki being up again. I think that's a wise decision. The little question I had is, is there a concern this early, the changes the Jazz have made to win the little games like this that we've lost, the one point lost to Sacramento and then the last two? It seems like we're in the, a little bit of the same rut we were last year, losing to these teams that we quote should be beating. Yes. Thanks for the call, Paul. Yeah, I would say that that is the concern. But I think it goes deeper than that. Yes, I think people look on the surface and say, hey, they ought to be beating these teams. But I think to your point, PK, it goes to why aren't they winning these games? Is it fixable? Or does something else have to be done before the trade deadline? They made a lot of changes. Do all the pieces fit? Is there a piece missing? Do they need to do something? 
how much the Jets are very big on internal improvement. How much can they fix this? Uh, and we got a couple people pointing this out. I think actually the tweets that are coming in, a lot of them are spot on because there's a lot of things going on now. And I don't think you have to fix all of them to win these games. If you could fix a couple of them, it would win uh, a game like that Memphis game. JP says, too many new pieces and we're struggling to cover for an Ed Davis injury. So Ed Davis injury is the key. <laughs> It's a key. It's not the key. I think the new pieces thing, absolutely. I think when you see all the turnovers you saw at the end of the first quarter, that was an issue. So what do I need? How many games? At what point can I stop saying they're all new? Tell me. Whatever. You decide. And I'll go with it. 25, 30, 40, 50? What do Uh, I need? I have no idea. Come on. You're a basketball guy. Yes. But I I don't know that it's going to be fixed. I don't know that they have the right pieces for the bench. Okay, well, I'm talking about the newness. Oh, before how long before we just decide? Uh, before we can stop saying they're new. Because I'm kind of getting a little tired of it already. Yeah, if you want to stop and not say totally. it already, you can. But, I mean, some people are going to say 10, some are going to say 20, some are going to say 40. But I, I need to have a consensus, a general consensus will, of opinion. There will not be a general consensus of opinion. So just well, yes, strike will, out on yeah, There will be, absolutely. If they win 10 out of 12. <laughs> then the consensus will be there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. But, but when they lose, we've got but oh, I told now you, it's Ed Davis and they're new. But I told you earlier that I love even, this if community. You're, even if you're even if you're dominating on and you're killing it, People who've been around the NBA a lot longer than you and I will tell you, well... have been around the NBA wait, one day. That's not true. You have been. Wait until the first of the year. Wait until you're 30 games in and you're going around the league the second okay. time because what looks good the first time can be fool's gold. Well, then they ought to... Because you get scouted better and the second time around, teams play you better and play you a little different. Well, you play them a little bit different. You play them a little bit better. That ought to flush out. Sometimes it's not it just does. a one-sided deal here. Right. And some I mean, teams, I know all referees are against us. Some teams start hot and cool off, and some teams start slow and get hot. Some so guys right, have all work. the luck. That's true. Matt says, I'll be the first to say the ball didn't go in the hoop. Yay for me. Ha ha! <laughs> well, you know, I already said didn't go in the hoop. I said they didn't have enough goes. They didn't have enough stops, and they didn't have enough goes. Rob says, as much as I don't want to admit it, the problem is Conley. He hasn't found his place in this team yet. He needs to find his place in the sun. (laughs) Bart. Bart? Bart says, I don't know. I don't care. Go use. All right. Well, you have that uh, option to believe that. Luca, you guys must hate the jazz. Wanted to be the first to say it, didn't you, Luca? <laughs> Good work. <laughs> we just hate 18-year-olds. The pros who make millions, we love them all. SLC made, looks at the back-to-back losses and says, no need to panic. We've got an amazing team. I'm waiting for the amazing part to kick in. Well, they beat Milwaukee. That was amazing. That was the best, uh, the best game they played so far. Wasn't a great first half. I don't even remember it. Awesome second. All half. I know is they won. The games, <laughs> they won. The games come at you. And they, it's just it's a blur. After a while, yeah. Too much. All right. Back to the phone. Cody. Cody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm not too worried about the Jazz. I'd say after the All Star break, they're going to catch fire like they have the last couple seasons. So we got to wait another. Uh, what's that? Uh, three months. Uh, 
That's a long uh, time, man. To really, to really, really catch fire, but to gel, I think is going to take a couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. First it gels, then it bursts into flames. This okay. is a science class that I want to hey, go to. I, I'm into that. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Cody, see the. I think you're on to something there, but the problem with it, although you're generally right, the problem with it is how big a hole do they dig? How many games do they lose before they catch fire? Because last well, year we be got a really dangerous eight seed. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear from you, Cody. You have worn out your welcome here. See, they've been to five seed three right. years in a row. People want to be a three seed. They want to. They want to be a two seed. There's probably some people are like championship or bust. But I think they definitely want to be out of the four or five series. And the problem, thanks for the call, Cody. The problem is they have dug such a big hole. Last year we were talking about, yeah, they're thirteenth, they're fourteenth, but they're going to catch fire and dig out of it. And they did, and they got all the way to five. But once you've had that, you want more. See, I don't think that they're going to build themselves a hole or dig themselves a hole. I guess is the expression. They're going to write this ship pretty quick here. They got well, veteran I, guys. Eight and five is not a hole. It is not right. But is this going to? Is this slippage going to continue, or it's just two games? Big deal. They're about to win a bunch. They'll go win in Minnesota. and then Right now, I would bore more to the latter. They've lost two games. This is the NBA, man. Every team, or just about every team, has a quality player or two. And K. Tony Towns is a quality player. Sure, but so, Wiggins has been a quality player early in the season, and they were missing him. So at home with Wiggins out, it looked like a great chance to win. So if Jazz fan they, is concerned, I agree. It, it, it I did look it. like, but they didn't get it. But how do I know that other guys don't step up in Wiggins' absence? Does uh, K. Tony Towns take as many shots from three if Wiggins is there? And it just, uh, how, I can argue that the absence of Wiggins was a blessing. Because it on a night where K. Tony Towns is draining threes at a phenomenal percentage, maybe he's not taking them because Wiggins has taken them. And maybe Wiggins would have been off. I mean, you can go back and forth on that forever. And I know some people are probably yelling at their radio, cursing your name now. Oh, PK. But what you just said, I remember Scott Layden saying that when he was here running the Jazz, and ironically now he's in Minnesota, and it's the Wolves who beat the Jazz. But he said, I don't like playing teams on a night that they miss a key player. All the other guys feel like they have to step up. They often play a really good game. He says, over time, losing a good player hurts you. But on that first game or two or three, a team can really answer the bell. Because if they miss them for 20 games, then then that's going to hurt them. Obviously, this Martin kid comes off the bench in six of seven. In 24 minutes, he has 14.6 boards. And that's that's great production. Does he have that production if Wiggins is there? Covington played well. Lehman uh, got hurt. He was playing well. He went, he went out after 14 minutes. The white kid was with Portland. I always liked that kid coming off the bench. And now he I assume he was in the starting lineup because of uh, Wiggins' absence. So, uh, yeah, and Teague, Teague played well. They shot free throws well. They had it going on. Tip the hat for them. This is a ball club that's won eight games as many as they won as many as the Jazz, too. So it's not like they're trash. McCade sends us a list. He has found a half dozen problems. What are they? And he's fit them all into Twitter. What? Number one, system's too complex. High turnovers plus low offensive rebounds equals problems. Yeah, they had 14 turnovers, which isn't an outrageous number. No, I think it was that they were stacked early in the first half. 
I think they had 11 pretty quick and gave up a big run when it looked like they might be taking control of the game. The second half, and your point, they were great. And 14 is a number for the game when it's all said and done. You can't, com- you can't complain about that. But I think the eyeball test, you just see a slew of them early on. And yet they survived it. And we're up 86-80 late. Yeah. And turnovers aren't what what uh, sunk them in that 23-4 run. Yes. I mean, Mitchell was he goes, not good. He was 5 of 23. That's horrible. McCade goes that. No ball movement, not enough assists. One pass, shot going up. Uh, number three, not retooling the system for new players' strengths. Well, it looks like Bogdanovich is uh, playing to his strength. Number four, shot distribution by location on the court. He's probably upset with all those twos they missed. They didn't go in. They so, of course, you're going to go be in. upset. Mitchell missed says, 17 shots, right? Guards can't get to the rim. 18, and that's 18 where shots. The, the guards, and Mitchell, a lot, a lot of shots he missed, started to go like he was going to get to the rim, but then pulls up 8, 10, 15 feet. There's a variety of them because, as you said, how many shots did he missed? 16? 18. 18. It's 5 of 23. 5 of 23. So of the 18 shots he missed, he missed them from different spots, but he drove a lot, pulled up a lot, and missed a lot. That's really the first horrendous shooting game he's had. Been pretty good. Well, David's been saying it's coming at some point with all this mid-range stuff. And so he hit, the ball didn't go in this night. Sucks for him. Sucks for them. They lost. Ball didn't go in the hoop. So are we going to go nuts over this? I, the thing that I like, Mitchell, keep firing him away, man. Don't want to see him with seven shots in a game. No, don't get timid. Don't get passive by any stretch. Because if this team wants to go where we all want it to go, he's going to be the one or one of the ones leading the charge. Yes. So the mindset has got to be there. Like Joe Ingles, I like he was looking for his shots more. We've been saying that. He hates it when we say that. But get him the ball. I mean, Joe... Four of twelve isn't great. Three of seven from three is pretty good. But then he does. He's a stat stuffer. Eight boards and five assists. He's giving you other things. So that was that was a fine day. But they have a really really thin bench. I mean, Exum came back. I thought he looked okay. You know, first game back and trying to pass too big a judgment on that. Right? (laughs) Exactly. The fact that he's out there, looking like a Spider Man. Just the nerves of being away so long and coming back. Yeah, what must be going through this young man's head to be injured like this constantly and be what your fifth year in the league and you haven't proven jack and they've already re-upped you. I mean, I'm sure he wants to contribute way worse than we all want him to contribute. Uh, but just having him be out there was it was a good sign. But I mean, you're counting on four or five guys that you literally get nothing from, and they drop Tony Bradley from the rotation. So they were obviously experimenting there, and that didn't work. And now he's back to getting zero minutes. I don't know that Ed Davis is the answer, though. I mean, so how do you match up with Carl Anthony Towns? I don't know that Bradley is out. Uh, forever. I, I mean, I think well, he that he ain't gonna guard him. He's right, and that's why I think he didn't play last night. And I don't think he played Wednesday night. But they got a back-to-back Friday, Saturday, and I assume he's gonna play in one or both of those games. I don't know, yeah. I don't know but I, I think I you, don't know either. But I I'm think you have that to, Davis you have to tip your cap to K. Tony Towns. He made a bunch of threes, about double his average, right. And so is that going to happen? And now it's up to Quinn to come up with some type of adjustments and so forth. And they got him, what, tomorrow night? Yep, in Minnesota. Yeah. So 
uh, get out there. You start losing three, four games in a row, and you get more nervous with each loss because the stakes are high. Because the Lakers are already creating separation. I don't want to say they're running away with it, but they're phenomenal. The Rockets are eleven and three, and the Clippers, Clippers don't even have their guys yet. And they're going to be good. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, they literally haven't played one game with George and Kawhi. Not one. Not one game. And, and we're yet, worried about Ed Davis. Not and yet being they're here. nine and five. And yet they're nine and five. DJ and PK. It's a joke. What's wrong with the Jazz? What needs to change? How do they get the win Wednesday night? More reaction from you coming up. 855-340-ZONE. Stay with us. And now, attention. Top of the Wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz falter in the fourth quarter. They give up a 23-4 run. Minnesota takes control of the game. Carl Anthony Towns with three three three-pointers in the run. Minnesota wins 112-102. Towns finishes with 29 points and 13 boards. Jazz are off tonight. They play the Wolves again in Minneapolis tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Elsewhere in the NBA, Luka Doncic with a triple-double. 42 points and 11 rebounds and 12 assists. He powers the Mavericks past the Spurs 117-110. to The Celtics lock up the Suns 99-85, to and the Rockets blow out the Blazers 132-108. to James Harden with 36 points to lead Houston. College basketball, 15th-ranked Utah State, now 5-0 after blowing out Texas-San Antonio 82-50. to Top of the Wire brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. BYU Director of Athletics Tom Homo announcing a contract extension has been finalized for head coach Kalani Sataki. I'm glad that he's extended. I'm glad that they're showing him some confidence. But for BYU to come get out in front of this and be like, well, we're just showing how much confidence and how much we love this guy and how much we believe that he is. Well, there's some guys back there that they weren't so confident. They didn't have that belief. But Kalani shut their mouth with a couple of big wins over Boise State and Utah State. Got themselves bowl eligible and now we get to see Kalani's guys come off missions we get to see Kalani move forward as a recruiter yep. and I'm excited to see the future of what BYU holds now with Kalani Sataki. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network I think I think our one-on-one defense, you know, I think uh, the simple things because we I mean, obviously, Carl hit a few threes, but I think, I, mean, I think those threes were. I mean, it was pretty far behind the line. Uh, I mean, we played solid defense on him the whole night. Um, but I think, you know, being able to, all of us, you know, stay in front of a man, uh, building more physical, and then, you know, get those rebounds and, and be able to go is uh, is big, especially with a stretch five, you know, because I'm, I'm not able to to help as much as. I usually do, so it's, uh, it's a little different. Join Hans and Scotty Friday from noon to 3 as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. 
There's Rudy Gobert. I think the point he made about the stretch five is spot on. I think that was a point we talked about last year, and I don't think it's any different this year, PK, when the other team has five three-point shooters out there who can spread the floor and pull Rudy out there. It changes everything. Hard for him to guard out there and really hard for him to help if other guys drive to the hoop, and that was a problem in stretches in that game. Certainly, and they were going in. They're not a problem unless they go in. And maybe they won't go in. Maybe Carl right. Anthony Towns will just miss those looks because they had a graphic during the game. He averages a little more than three three-pointers per game, and he had a half dozen of them. So he scored 21 not, points from there. That's oh, he finished seven with seven. Okay. Seven so of 15. He, so he basically doubled it because I think it was like 3.3 a game or something yeah. like that. He's like the fourth most prolific three-point maker in the league. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take them. And he's going to take more of them. That's a given. And it going on. Good for him. Bad for us. Crap. <laughs> All right, so the question is, with back-to-back losses and another game with Minnesota coming up, what can be done? I'm not panicking until tomorrow night. But after the third loss, you'll panic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday's going to be a rough day for us if they lose. Padero at... Toter 99 is bothered not only by the losses, but by the fact they came at a soft spot in the schedule. Not only that, they had multiple days rest and preparation for both those games. True story. Yeah, well, we was assi- apparently we've assigned Minnesota as a, not a good team, even though the record would indicate otherwise. Came in seven and six, but they were missing Wiggins, and you were at home with two days to get ready. Locke always brings that up. You know, they haven't had much time to practice. They haven't had... So here's a stretch where they had time to practice and now rest. come up with something else. Well, how about, how about, how about that wasn't good enough? That's what I've always smarter, said. Smarter with the shot selection. I thought they were taking contested two-pointers, which seems like a bad idea. Early in the game... It, it kind of set the tone, and Donovan said this in his post-game comments, that he took some shots. They're okay if they're going in, but if they're not going in, you need to take well, something else. Every shot is okay if they go in. And, and it's, he's taking a runner down the right side of the lane, trying to loft it over a taller player who's leaping at him and throwing it in high off the glass. So, well, that was high degree of difficulty on that one. Okay. That's two points they missed. And then he went five for 23. Yes, he did. Take, well, those are take, take good shots early in the game. Get yourself in rhythm. Get, and get yourself, yourself rhythm. rolling. See the ball go in the basket. Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and yet they're up by six in, late in the game. Right. So that didn't really matter. And even the guys who are on the broadcast, <laughs> who you think are fans that shouldn't be hard on and saying, it feels like it should be up by 15 right now. They've squandered a bunch of opportunities. And sure enough, it came back. Yeah, to because they look them. at it from our perspective. We want them to win so bad. That yeah, we're feeling nervous. You're supposed everybody wants what the Utes have had the last four or five games, just blowing people yeah. out, and it just it's all with the Washington and jiving yeah. in the fourth quarter because it doesn't matter because there's no way they're going to come back. Everybody wants that, and if it doesn't have that, we're all hardcore fans of the team. So then we get nervous. Oh my gosh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose to Minnesota at home, and, and we start right. creating issues and making them bigger than they are. Well, I don't think that's what they were doing, but 
I do. I mean, I, th- I think the team was ahead but not playing well, and it left them vulnerable down the stretch. And that creates been a, that vulnerable. Sense, a sense of nervousness. That's what I'm saying. Because, oh my gosh, we're supposed to win this game. It's against Minnesota. How are we going to stay with the Lakers? How are we going to stay with the Rockets? How are we going to stay with the Clippers? Oh my gosh, they're going to go on the first round again. This sucks. That's all. That's what it's all built in because everybody wants them to win. That's all the big. That's all what we're talking about. That's the whole point. The whole point. It's it's the bigger point is where do they fit in? Because if we know and we feel really confident that they're going to get in the second round and be a good basketball team, then nobody gives a rip about whether they lost last night. But they lost, (laughs) and the Lakers look great, and Houston looks really good, and the Clippers don't even have their guys, right? and they look pretty good. So where do we fit in? Oh, no, we made all these trades. It's supposed to be great. It turns out we're going to get beat the first round again. Oh, that's that's what this is all about. You get, 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 take a couple of get dunks your first two shots and then you're going to have a hell of a game because you got in the rhythm and you got to see the ball go in the hoop. And then when other guys are shooting, well, let's mix it up. Give them different looks. Basketball cliches. Ready, break. And it's the same stuff all the time. When oh, they lose. A- oh, get, get in a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're up by six in the fourth quarter. Freaking close it out and win the game. Play better. Let's not not overthink this. But I think that's what we do because we want them to win so bad. Then when they don't, we all drop into minimally nervousness. If they lose three in a row, if they lose four in a row, then we're in full-blown panic. That would involve losing to the Warriors at home. Well, that's this four. In this stretch. Yeah. And we'll see down the line. Landon says the Jazz missed a lot of layups and floaters down the stretch. Yeah, there were a few floaties that didn't go in for sure. And how much of it boils down to shots didn't go in and shots went in? Is K. Tony Towns going to be making seven three-pointers tomorrow? Probably not. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he does. I mean, he's a very good player, no doubt about it. But he doesn't average seven three-pointers a game because right. nobody averages seven three-pointers a game. Right. Not even James Harden, who is currently making the game look ridiculously easy. He's all-world offensively for sure. Yeah, I mean, he can he can score with the best of them, and he's probably going to get nights he doesn't shoot well. He's going to get 12 points at the free-throw line. And yeah, it wouldn't be as big of a deal if these other teams were all 8-5, and five. but since we have a couple of teams out there that are already three and four games ahead, it's starting to, oh, here we go. And, and fortunately for the folks in charge, I don't think they think that way. They think, okay, we didn't do this, this, and this. How can we go about to correct that? That's basically get, what Quinn said in the postgame. Yeah. I, listening to him... I'm not sure I've ever heard him panic, ever had any desperation in his voice uh, on anything, any any interview, any interview at any time in these last few years once they got competitive. The first couple years, you know, it was a different story. They weren't competitive as much. But since they've gotten competitive, you know, you've, you, you can't overreact to any of this stuff. And yeah, I believe there is an assimilation period. I'm willing to give them that. I think it's an ongoing thing. I just, when we get to the 50-game mark, I really don't want to hear it. And I don't want to hear that, well, they didn't have enough practice time. Because those are all... It's not like everybody else, the other 29 teams or however they have in the league, got 
all this practice time and they're all healthy and they got the easiest schedules in the world. Right. Everybody's dealing with something or some things. Can and you I overcome think, the deals that you're yes. dealing with? But see, I think that in these last couple games, it's where they've had the advantages. Because those advantages, I think the advantage and disadvantage is real. It's just that it comes and goes during the season. And sometimes it works in your favor and sometimes it works against you. And when you have a couple days to prepare for a team, it's okay. They're 500 team, they're 7-6, and six, but they're missing one of their two scores, and you're at home, you're not traveling, and you have a couple days off, and you come out and look, did the crowd ever really get into that game? Was there ever a stretch where the Jazz played really well and people were going nuts? We've all seen that arena go nuts a lot. Yeah, I didn't really think I, that I stretch happened. I hope not happened. on a Monday night in, in November. Yeah, but it's like you said, though, there's expectations, there are people into it. I think, they, I think people are coming to the games right now wanting that, Looking for any reason to go nuts like that and be excited, and it didn't happen in that game. Yeah, well, it's fine. That's on the players. It's not on the crowd. Uh, to me, here, they didn't have an advantage. An advantage means that you have something that you benefit from. Well, the time off and the practice time, they didn't benefit from. They didn't win the game. It's like a draft pick. I can have the number one draft pick every year, but if I draft Michael Oldwell Candy and Kwame Brown, who cares? It only becomes an advantage if you take advantage when it works. of it, right? Yeah, and they didn't. But who's to say? And I believe this is going to happen. Absolutely, there's going to be a time when they have no practice time, and they're going to have a team that's been off for three days, and they're going to go into their building and they're going to win. That'll be great. We'll watch for that. Well, it's going to happen. Tyson says his thought here right now: the problem is the offense has no chemistry. It's frustrating to watch. I wouldn't say none. And that's where I'm allowing them an assimilation period. I mean, the season is not even a month old. Literally. True. It's not a month old. And this is not like we play the, the bite from Jim Harbaugh. Oh, well, you know, we're like potatoes. You don't plant a potato and have potato salad the next day. Would you say, <clears throat> get off my back since we, haven't, we didn't beat those two teams? We would have played them later in the season, man. We would have taken Notre yeah, Dame down. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's, he's coming up with excuses. So this team here, I'm willing to give them time. That's the great thing about the professional level. The college level isn't so much. You lose a game or two, you're out in football. It's not that necessarily that way in the NFL, but it is that way in the colleges if you're trying to win a division or a conference or get into a playoff. You can't afford to do yes. that. You have to be ready to go from day one. And before Notre Dame, yeah, fans yell at me. I should have said Penn State, not Notre Dame. Sorry. And- Michigan yeah. wasn't, so now right. he's coming up with excuses on the potato salad. Yeah. So don't blame me. That that's the whole thing. Look at us now. And but at the pro level, you got all sorts of time. You got more time than you know what to do with in terms of allowing it to develop. And the great thing about the pro game, because you play so many of them, there are almost no excuses at the end. Because if you have this incredibly hard schedule, then that means you're just going to have an incredibly soft schedule. So everything's going to flush out. And then when you get to the postseason, you're going to find out, okay, we weren't good enough to compete against this team, that team, or we were better than these teams. So we've got so much time here, and we get to see it develop. And I'm more than willing to allow it to develop, to let it go some more. But you know, if Donovan Mitchell goes... Instead of he goes 5 of 23, if he goes 10 of 23, they win the game. And we also have the uh, tweet here from Craig who says, I hope Cat takes lots of threes next game. My guess is the odds will catch up with him and they will help the Jazz. And we brought this up. Well, you brought it up earlier because you knew what I was going to say. And then I said it. If they win the next game, 
Man, when I was looking at the schedule, I always figured they were going to split these two anyway. I mean, the Memphis game, that's a different issue. And if you feel like that got away, well, I'm with you. I think that one got away. But I always thought they were going to split these two. Now, this isn't the order I thought it was going to happen in, but go win the game in Minnesota. And you're back to where I thought you were going to be. And I assumed they were going to win the two games this weekend. They're at home back-to-back. Who do they got? Warriors and Pelicans. Okay. Uh, for sure, yeah. I expect them to do that, too. If they do that, then they're on a three-game win streak. And all of a sudden... Uh, they'll be fine lo- again. Somehow, right. against all odds, they've <laughs> overcome <laughs> the loss of Ed Davis. <laughs> The audio about overcoming the loss of Ed Davis? No. no something else. <laughs> we need to have fun. I'm tired of being serious because I can break it down. When I get my hands dirty and, and get in there and get in a defensive stance and drop step, don't you kid yourself. I never played the game, but... You played the game. I saw the hook shot. I'm on page 142 for Basketball for Dummies. That might be true. Because I always read it every summer to have a refresher. Excellent. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 uh, at 1280 The Zone. You cost us a listener. Again? Yes. And we need to beg this person's forgiveness. Uh, okay. We'll do that next. Stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Suit up in style with Mr. Mack and Lemme Arrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a pair of Cole Haan shoes from Mr. Mack and an outfitting shopping experience with a Lemma. During the remote on December 11th, the Lemma will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mack. All right, what do you got, PK? <laughs> well, Carrie sent us this tweet. I used to really enjoy listening to G- DJ and PK, but I'm finally done. Hans and Scotty are hardworking and fair. I love Thursdays with Frank Dolce, but no more morning show for me. And apparently you put up on a poll in these dumb uniforms as if anybody gives a crap what uniforms they wear. I certainly don't. I've never been a uniform guy. But Carrie, she's a beer-drinking wings kind of gal, and she's been with us for a long time, and now she's deserting us. So I am going to issue a plea to Carrie. Baby, come back! <laughs> Yuck, you should have cut a longer clip than that. I was told to cut that specific clip. <sighs> So let's hear it again. Baby, come back. <laughs> I was just starting to dance, and then the music stopped. It's the story of my life. We need, what can we do to get Carrie back? Play that clip a little more. Baby, come back. <laughs> we lost her over uniforms. I'm going to bite my lip. I got the overbite going. I'm going to have to listen to the midday show and just see why they're so hardworking and fair. And I already not. do. But I can't figure it out. <laughs> I've listened a lot trying to figure that out, and I don't know what it is. Doggone it, we're lazy and we're not fair. We gotta be fair! Baby, Baby come, come back! back. <laughs> what can we do to get her back in the fold? We've lost her. No more morning show for me. Quiet down. 
I can't get her off my mind. Yeah. It's a good thing this decade's in the rearview mirror. If you weren't alive for the music of this decade, shh, you're okay. It's just a way I cannot forget her. And I sing to you, Carrie. <laughs> That's it. We're discussing the uniforms. I'm out. Why did you put up that poll? I mean, you are this poll that you put up. It is right there yes. with the Houston Rockets, Hong Kong. I agree. We've lost money. We've lost listeners. Carrie, baby, come back. Give us another chance. I promise we'll change. I was bored. It was 28 to 3. <laughs> UCLA was literally taking off their shoulder pads and ready to get on an airplane and go home. We can't. We cannot lose. And she's a P-Hun. She was. Oh, no, she go, we go to the hardworking and fair show. But we've lost her. After all this time, I thought yep. we meant something. It's bad enough Skinny takes a morning gig, and I don't see her on Sundays. Yep, And so she's true. out of my life now. Uh-huh. Now Carrie's out of my life. Yep. All because of, uni- because of uniforms. A uniform tweet. A uniform poll tweet. There it is. A, delete the tweet. B, delete your account. C, beg for forgiveness. <sighs> no. No. Okay, I'll beg for forgiveness. Over uniform. Baby, come back. <laughs> Good thing we don't have a camera. Although if we had a camera, I wouldn't do that. Why are people so upset about a, a uniform? I tweet? don't know. People. Who what? cares what uniforms they wear? I couldn't care less. I care how they play. I don't care what uniform they have. Baby, come back. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Hit it again. Let's go. We are begging you, please forgive us. Any mercy for have mercy. Please have mercy. Forgive us. We need you back. You can't get enough of me dancing, can you? Oh, no, you're, you're looking good. I got to say. <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. I'm not, not looking lying. good. No one's ever said I look good dancing. <laughs> well, I Literally, just said it. No one's ever said that First until now. First time for everything, right, buddy. Right, because you're lying. I'm not, I wasn't lying. Your shoulders were moving in sync. You look kind of rhythmatic. Yeah. <laughs> rhythmatic. <laughs> is that a word? I just made it up if it isn't. DJ PK. That was my favorite segment, in case you're wondering. Nine segments down, three to go. That was number one. <laughs> Aaron just tweeted at us. Someone was seriously upset about that uniform poll DJ put up? Holy crap. Sometimes I'm embarrassed by the Ute fans. Yeah, LOL. I, I don't really know how you could be serious. Uh, Aaron is at Utah Man Am I. Honestly, Aaron, if you saw a lot of the stuff that came flying into Twitter, you'd be embarrassed for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> You got you get reporters all over the place. It doesn't happen just in Utah. Reporters all over the place. You got to see what's on my Twitter timeline. Holy cow! All right, DJ PK. It's ninety-seven five at twelve eighty. The zone.